Slot Talk Radio. to Over the Top Sports Radio on Monday night, November 20th at our special start time, 7 p.m. I'm your host, Robbie D., alongside Big Mike and Vinny the Shark. Goon is here as well. We are live on Block Talk Radio. We are also on Facebook Live, so thank you guys for tuning in on both sites. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on iTunes anytime that you want as well. Make sure to rate them, like them, and comment on them. Help us out. Uh, Big show coming uh, at you guys tonight. Week 11 in the NFL, almost in the books. One game left to play. Um, Very big day in the NFL yesterday. Uh, We want your opinions. We want your takes. So hit us up on Twitter at at Over the Top Sport. Give us a call as well at 646-716-5403. That's 646-716-5403 as well. And we would love to talk about sports with you guys. But we're going to open up about the NFL last night. We'll get into the uh, Seahawks. And Falcons in just a few minutes, and guys, we will give our predictions as well. But um, let's start last night. We don't like to start uh, with the night game, but the NFC East, uh, we talked about the Giants a lot this year, but the NFC East was pretty much wrapped up last night on Sunday Night Football. I think what we're seeing, guys, is that without the left tackle, without Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott is lost in that offense, and we're seeing that the guy that last year might have been a step behind Dak Prescott, we've said it all along, Carson Wentz. He's on pace to win this year's MVP, and he did it again last night, beating the Cowboys in Dallas, and I think they are well on their way. Basically, they've clinched the NFC East. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Rob. And uh, Carson Wentz laid 168 yards. He had two touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over, and they ran for 215 yards. Um, I think Vinny over there said the Cowboys were going to win outright on Saturday. So I don't know what uh, preview he was watching, but we were on the Eagles, Rob, and uh, – Complete domination. They even lost their kicker and had to go for two-point conversions the whole game. Uh, they had a linebacker doing kickoffs, and even he was reaching the end zone. It was actually pretty impressive. The, the defense was turning the ball over, first, uh, forcing turnovers. Uh, just an awesome, awesome team game from the Eagles. I'm just way too bitter to buy into the Eagles. That's really the <laughs> bottom line here, to be straight and honest. Um, I think the whole thing is that Prescott is not that good, is pretty much what you have to say. Uh, we've been saying all year going in, something we were excited about was we knew the Cowboys weren't going to be as great as they were last year. Uh, mind the injuries and everything, but Dak Prescott, when he's down in the game, he's got to come back and the guy can't throw downfield. He's been missing throws that are religious throws. And without the loss uh, and with the loss of Elliott, he's clearly just uh, not that great of a quarterback that everybody thinks he had negative points in most fantasy league last night, no touchdown, three picks. Yeah. He's been terrible as a pocket passer. This is a guy that needs to be able to move about the pocket, move around, Beyond the run, use his legs to get these first downs. He was only two for 10 running the ball yesterday. When he moves the pocket and he moves the defense around, he's pretty good. But when he has to throw in the pocket, which teams have started to make him do, he's had a lot of bad games. He was terrible in Denver this year. He was terrible last week in their first game without Elliott. He got sacked a million times, if you remember, um, against Atlanta. Uh, and only nine points last night on the board in a home game with no conditions. They were uh, shut out. So the Cowboys, I just don't think, are as good as they are panned out to be this year. The bottom line is Elliott is a very big loss to that team. And uh, Prescott cannot handle the offense himself. He's, he had a nice rookie year, but it's a different team when you're not running the ball. Kind of possession and you're leading the game the whole entire game. He usually had a two-possession lead, managed the clock. He did great with that. When you're down and you need this guy to get back in the game, you can't really trust him. I agree with you, Vinny. And uh, three different runners actually over 50 yards. The Chayajai, 7 for 91, Blunt, 13 for 57, and Clement has come out of nowhere, six carries, 57 receivers that he had Eight different receivers. Carson Wentz just spread the ball out. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah, so they are now the front runners in the NFC, not just to win the NFC East, but to get the number one seed to get that buy, the well-needed buy for this team that has had a lot of trouble in the playoffs performing after big years. They did have that one Super Bowl run with Terrell Owens 
uh, in years past. Uh, ended up in a loss, I think it was 2004 to the Patriots, maybe it was 2003, but that was 13 years ago. They lost then. Uh, none of us like it. None of us are happy about it, but the Eagles look very good. Um, and they were just doing it with everybody else. J.J., another big run. Yeah. Uh, what is this, 70-yard run, couldn't find the end zone, uh, but they're doing it all over the place. And I'm, I think you have to be impressed, too, Rob. Their defense is much better than we expected. Like, the offense, we always thought was gonna, we're going to put up points, but defensively, they are, they're forcing turnovers. They're limiting the big play. Really impressed with both sides of the ball for the Eagles. Yeah, they, they've been doing a great job. They're well-coached, uh, and they come out of nowhere, and that's what this NFC East is. Every year, a team comes out of nowhere. Last year, it was the Giants. It was the Redskins a few years ago. Yeah. It's been a thing where every year, it's a different team uh, that does it in the NFC East, and this year, it, it seems to be the Eagles season. And I've been saying the Eagles defense was one of the most underrated defenses yeah, in all yeah. football all season long, and last night, they really showed you. They, they really beat the Cowboys down pretty good. It was, it was a blowout, and Look at the NFC picture. It's no cakewalk. The Eagles have one loss, but look how good the NFC is, especially in contrast to the AFC. Yep. The AFC is really only two teams, especially with the Chiefs losing to the Giants. And now you got to fall off believing in that team now. Uh, that's going to come down to the Patriots and the Steelers and the AFC. NFC is stacked. They're going to have some awesome playoff matchups. So the other game in the NFC um, that was huge was the Rams and the Vikings. Um, both teams looking to get that other buy along with what you would assume was the Eagles for all the reasons we just said. Um, we've loved the Vikings at home. We've been there. We know the atmosphere. We've waxed poetic about it on the show all year long. Uh, and yesterday they shut down the high powered offense. That is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Vikings get it done. Adam Thielen, another huge day in fantasy. Um, and they're doing it with Case Keenum. Who's got to, got to keep the job right now. My boy, 451 total yards of offense for the Minnesota Vikings against a Rams team where the defense is actually good. Like they're both, they're good on both sides of the ball. They were averaging 30 points per game. They scored seven yesterday. Minnesota is real. They were real last year until Zimmer, the head coach, uh, had the eye surgery, and then it just seemed to fall apart for them. Uh, you know, I don't know whether it was missing the head coach and, and the coach is that big of a deal to that team, but they were there last year, and they are for real this year. And who would have thought that going into the year without their starting quarterback, which was Bradford, yep. and uh, Dalvin Cook going yep. down early, this team has rejoiced big time, and they've really – excelled and played some excellent football this year. This is a Minnesota Vikings team I bought into earlier in the season, and I'm riding their coattails all the way into the NFC playoffs. And as you should, that's just they're, they're doing it every way, with, uh, whether it be Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon, um, all contributions all over the place. No Dalvin Cook, uh, as mentioned before. So a uh, very good job by them. For the Rams, are you concerned? Not really. Um, a lot of teams are going to go into no. Minnesota and look bad. Yep. Um, they're already way ahead of the curve, way ahead of where they should be. Seven and three is no joke. Uh, they can get some help from Atlanta tonight, too, in their division. Yeah, and uh, listen, they limited Todd Gurley yesterday, the Vikings did, which was uh, – that was key. And listen, I was low on Robert Woods going into yesterday. He was going to have to face uh, a tough defense in a tough place. And Robert Woods put up eight catches, 81 yards. He might be – this could be real, what we're seeing, where he's going to be an every week uh, impact player. Yeah, I think he's going to be a must-start right now. He hasn't shown any reason not to be. Even last night or yesterday, like you said, against Minnesota, yeah. a defense that a lot of people have trouble with, he found a way to get his fantasy points. And you know so, what, Mike? As soon as I called out Dylan for not reaching the end zone enough. Twice, Vinny. Yeah, he heard. Week, he he listened. And look, he put out some monster numbers. <laughs> he really had. And yesterday it was all him. I mean, that was a five-yard pass that yep. went 65, 66 yards. Yeah, it did. That was all Dylan. He's having a great season. That kid looks like it's a real deal over there in Minnesota. And he's helping Case Keenum. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to stay on the sideline and look. And that's okay because we don't know what he would do right now. Uh, let's just say, too. Sorry, Rob. The, good for the Vikings fans because, like you said, and we've mentioned tons of times, we were there. Those fans are uh, passionate as hell. And, um, you know, good for the fans that they have a product now that is actually a legit Super Bowl contender. And let's not forget where the Super Bowl is this year. Yep. Right there in Minnesota. So right now they and Philadelphia have a leg up on the competition, except for the team that's won eight in a row. And this is a team that has to be talked about. It's that it has to be taken seriously. Maybe it's, it's, it's been a lot of people's Super Bowl picks. They looked dead in the water yesterday at home. They were down 15 points in the final three or four minutes against Washington. All of a sudden, Drew Brees, who has done almost nothing all year, yep. they've been doing it with defense and a great run game, brings them down the field not once but twice, adding the two-point conversion. They force overtime. The New Orleans Saints then get the field goal by Will Lutz uh, to win the game. These Saints are for real. They're good. They're a different team, but they showed you, and I said it on Saturday, eventually – Drew Brees is going to have to win him a game, and he did it yesterday. Yeah, and listen, credit to Vinny. He was all over this Saturday when we did the picks. He said, uh, Washington's going to put up points. They're going to cover. I had the Saints in the confidence pool, so Vinny, you were right on there. And they actually should have won the game, to be honest with you. They let, it was a big letdown for them. 
535 total yards for the Saints, 456 for Washington. Washington suffered a huge loss. Chris Thompson done for the year. He broke his leg. Um, as far as the Saints go, listen, Ingram and Kamara are both unbelievable, <laughs> fantastic. Kamara had a huge catch at the end of the game, and then he had the two-point conversion. He caught that yeah. just unbelievable, and Breeze, uh, I think you even said it too. Listen, there's going to be a game where Breeze has to win that game for you with his arm, and that was it. You saw that happen yesterday. And apparently his stats, when he's down two possessions, uh, 14 or more in the fourth quarter, he hasn't won a game like that wow. for Breeze, believe it or not. I think he's 0-50 or something like that, something wild like that, which blew my mind considering what a great quarterback Drew Breeze is. But – this is a choke job by the Washington Redskins. You kidding me? They should have put away this game. Huge stand by the Saints defense. Yes. Again, we're talking about the Saints defense get the ball back. But the Redskins flat out choked in this game. They should have outright beat the Saints in the Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl, uh, Superdome over there. Uh, they completely choked. Washington Redskins did a very Washington type thing, and they choked. Plain and simple. And then in overtime, the play calling was horrible, and they ended up dropping the ball. I mean, they really just did not get the job done in overtime. They got the ball first. Couldn't move it for, uh, to save their souls. I think Vernon Davis actually uh, had a big drop that he should have had there. And then it was all Saints. You knew the Saints were winning that game once it got tied. Yeah, big injury okay. yesterday in fantasy for the Redskins. Chris Thompson fractured fibula. He's out for the year now. Um, a huge loss for you in fantasy because he's been doing big things. I think he had another receiving touchdown yep, yesterday. That means it's Samaj P. Ryan's time to shine. No Rob Kelly. No Chris Thompson going forward. Uh, P. Ryan had a good game for uh, Fantasy-wise, Mike, you might have the numbers up there. But I think he had 15 to 16 points. Um, he's a guy that you must pick up. You can even consider starting him. He's going to get the majority of the touches. Uh, they played the Giants on Thursday night. You know how the Giants have been against running backs this week notwithstanding. Um, but Piran now the guy to own in Washington. He had 23 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I think they're going to have to bring somebody in, though, as the pass-catching guy. Uh, Andre Ellington was released today, waived from the Cardinals. He could be a fit there, just somebody that can catch the ball. P. Ryan is not a very good pass catcher, and especially on the blitz pickups on third down, I think they're going to have to bring somebody in. Yeah, and so they get the big loss. They are done. They're a terrible team like I thought they were. They, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of the Giants two years ago when the Giants could put up points with everybody and find ways to lose games late the last season under Coughlin. The Giants could have won 10 or 11 games had they just been able to close teams out. That seems to be the um, Redskins' problem this year. The points are there. The offense is there. Kirk Cousins' fantasy numbers are going to be there. Yep. Uh, but they can't close teams out. Yesterday, a huge one. And that means that the three teams right now at the top of the NFC, and this is going to be very exciting, guys, is Philadelphia at 9-1. And, and then you got Minnesota and New Orleans. They're both 8-2. and two. Um, Big games this week. It's just going to be very exciting uh, to see what these teams do. Who gets that other uh, Who gets that other buy? Or can uh, Philadelphia hold them off for the number one seed? I think they will. Uh, but the Vikings – they're underway. Thursday, Thanksgiving. We're going to preview these games later in the hour because we don't have Saturday to preview them. This is the last time long before Thanksgiving Day. So we're going to uh, talk about it. Who's going to get it? We'll get to there in a few minutes. Uh, but we got to continue on. Interesting Which, to see, though, how the Redskins respond uh, Thursday night against the Giants. Giants coming off a huge win. Redskins coming off a devastating loss. That's an interesting game. Uh, they're home, too. Yes. Yeah, and as the short rest, uh, the short rest for both teams, of Richard course. Sherman's favorite Thursday games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. big so, supporter. Uh, so you talked about the Giants. We might as well get to them now. Um, people usually uh, don't have to wait 15 minutes to hear us get in on the Giants, especially after a win. But for the second time this season, a game that not a person in the world had the Giants winning, and they win. Um, they they play great defensively. Uh, good first uh, couple drives just to get it going. Eli Manning was hitting receivers in the hands all day. There was no Sterling Shepard. Mike said it on uh, Saturday morning. He might be out with an illness. We had no idea that it was migraines at that point. He didn't play, but they got the job done with Roger Lewis uh, with a huge catch before That's overtime. Catch. And Shane I said it Rudolph. Saturday morning, four times since 1978, the Giants were double-digit underdogs at home. Every single time they covered and they had won two of the four games, well, they covered and won against. So now it's three out of five with the wins, and they've covered every time. I'm happy there's only been five times they've been big on the golf course at home. Let's hope so. it doesn't happen. Uh, it had been 10 years, so if it doesn't spoiled. happen for another 10 years, uh, we'll be happy. But, hey, listen, in, if so. they win, if they win, you never know. Yeah, Who maybe cares? that's something to look forward to when Philadelphia comes into MetLife. Um, Andy Reid coming off a bye. It was either 14-2 and two or 16-2. and two. I'm not sure. It was one, either one of those. It's a terrific record either way. It doesn't matter. Alex Smith, 16-2. and, two. and two. Yep. So there you go, even better. Um, Alex Smith struggled with the wind. He was overthrowing people. The ball just didn't seem to have a tight spiral for him. And I didn't think Andy Reid had a game plan. He just looked like he was going to go into the Giants, and the Giants suck, which they do, and roll them. And it didn't happen. I was completely shocked that Andy Reid just did not have an answer. 
Uh, you have Travis Kelsey throwing bombs. That might have been the best throw of the day for the Chiefs. It was just overthrown. And how about that? Travis Kelsey and Shane Vereen yeah. both threw interceptions. Where's the prop bet for with, that? With the wind at, uh, at 40 miles an hour <laughs> gusts. And they have, you know, just terrible coaching on both parts. Doesn't matter if you're a giant, you know, for the Giants. It matters for Kansas City. They needed this game more, and to go in there off the bye and lose is ridiculous. It was a sloppy game because of that wind. It was very, very windy over there in the Meadowlands. Uh, you guys hear about Eli Manning's halftime speech? Yes. The guy is still yep. fighting. He uh, <laughs> packed up his coaches today on the radio show, uh, Francesa. Um, uh, Eli Manning is the ultimate professional, and he was even uh, running, making some big first downs up there. Yep. Down. He's he was out there balling that over there, Eli. This guy still cares, and the team rallied around him. I don't want to hear that everybody rallied around the coach just because they're being nice to him now. Um, they rallied around Eli. They played for Eli that game. Eli put, stuck his heart out there. He's tired of losing. Get a couple wins for the guy. It was it was nice to see the Giants win again, and, especially in the season you know that's going. And Dark was said, when he speaks, we listen. He has two rings that you listen. And he doesn't really speak much. He's not that kind of a leader. He likes to lead by example. But uh, if this guy speaks, you're right. You got to you got the everyone's attention when Eli Manning has comes out there and he speaks. And that was a winnable game at that point in the sloppy, windy Meadowlands. And I was glad to see them come out. That's a big win. Who, who's on beating the Chiefs? They were 10 and a half point underdogs. Nobody. And the defense was the big thing to me. They came out and showed some pride, some Giants pride from once. It looked like the defense from last year. Cream Hunt had nowhere to run the entire nope. game. He was stuffed at the line or behind it every single time getting hit. How about Jack Rabbit? Showed he up. had a – not only did he have a pick – he had a second pick that was called back yes. because of a dumb penalty with the last minute That's to what go. I'm playing for you guys um, now. Just do that. Show that you care. Right. You know, well, and they're also so playing. Surprised. They're also playing for themselves to keep a job because this is not week 16 anymore. This is the time of year where they have seven games left. If they put some crap on tape for seven straight games or even ten straight games or 16 games with the way the season's gone, they're not going to get a job or get paid from anybody There's in the a league. A couple guys on this team, especially on defense. I'll start with Jack Rabbit, number one. That just needs to play hard, so they're not remembered for having the, what we were remembering them as uh, the last couple of weeks. Try, uh, quitting, not trying. You know, no effort. That's not what I want to remember these guys, especially considering this guy was a Pro Bowl cornerback last year. Go out there and play with some pride. Show that you care. Give us some hope for next year. Show us that you can still play football. And, and Collins impressed me too, guys. I, mean, I don't Collins know. Yeah, Collins pick, really yeah, looked good uh, yesterday. He was a big part in stuffing the run on Cream yeah. Hunt. He, hitting him at the line of scrimmage as well. Uh, we talked about the wind. The wind was terrible. Um, but Algic Rosas, I don't care. Wind to no wind. You could see they don't trust this guy. I don't know why they haven't cut him. If they were 6-4 and four right now, you'd have to cut this guy. He Absolutely. missed an extra point. And you could tell at the end of the game, they weren't kicking for that fourth down in overtime. They could have kicked a 50-yard field goal. Hey, they lost on a 62-yarder this year. They wouldn't even try a 50-yarder. You know what, guys? I think they should cut him now and pick up that Aguayu. Give this guy a shot because you're not going anywhere this season. Maybe this season, let him play the next seven games. Give him his confidence. Go in there, and maybe he can get his – this guy's a second-round pick. He's supposed to be one of the best college kickers of all time. Maybe he'll get his confidence back in a season that means nothing. No pressure on him. Go in there and be a good kicker that he's supposed to be in the NFL next season. Well, we so. talked about it with Lawrence Tynes, and Lawrence Tynes said that this guy's got a great leg. Great leg. He's got a lot to – Work it, and I he said, said to him, then, I said, Tucker. He's, he's got the best leg in football other than Tucker. He said he does, he's so young and raw, he doesn't know what he has yep. yet. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. And that's when I said, hey, at least let him do it now when there's no pressure. But you can't be missing every kick, and you can't be missing extra points. You've got to show something. You've got to show something. And I, I know, agree. kicking is mental. But, listen, I'm not so sure I'd cut him right now because they're not 6-4 and four going for a playoff spot. He would cost them a playoff spot if they were in it, though. Um Give him a few weeks. Aguayo has failed now, not in one place, but two places. One of my favorite parts of Lawrence Tynes' interview with us is what he said about kickers. He said the most important kick is the kick after they miss. Mm-hmm. That shows a lot about them. They can go out there and get that out of their head because kicking is extremely mental, like you said. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. The Chiefs, though, um, a lot to be concerned about. They started the season, what, 5-0? and And I think they're 1-4 and ever since. What are they, 6-4 and four right now? They really have. They're in trouble. Um, they're lucky that Oakland and the, and the Chargers got off to the start that they did because they still have that two-game cushion in the AFC West. But we've talked about Oakland. We've talked about the Chargers. They've lost games we thought they should and could win. And Oakland has a very easy schedule going forward. If the Kansas City Chiefs don't get their stuff together, they are going to be in trouble. And they're going to have no chance in that AFC against teams like Pittsburgh, teams like New England. Pittsburgh already beat them this year. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt has pretty much fell off uh... – that high pedestal that I know I put him on uh, earlier in the season talking about how he's going to be a top three running back. And, you know, he just hasn't been there. And I don't know if, you know, you credit defenses for how they're uh, playing against him or whatever. Um, Just to speak on the giants real quick, 
Orleans Darkwood has really showed me something too, you know, this whole rest of the season and you have nothing to play for. He's playing for that starting job next year. He wants to show them, Hey, you don't need to bring somebody in. I'll be able to handle it. You know, still have Gallman for another year to, you know, to watch behind me, but he's really showing that he can run with uh, you know, a little bit of muscle behind him. 20 carries, I think 74 yards, a couple catches yesterday. He's shown that he could catch the ball as well throughout the last few weeks. He got in the end zone on a first and goal from the goal line, which yep. the giants have had trouble running it in for years. Um, so it was nice to see him get in there. Um, good fantasy performance. Still got a couple of decent matchups ahead of them. Not so sure between him and Piran if I'd like to start both of them or any of them on Thursday night with the short week. But those are guys that you should definitely have on your scout team on your bench. See how they do. And when they have 10 days rest going forward, see where you go from there. So the Giants with the win, they get their second of the year. 2-8 um, and eight now. The Chiefs, though, they're the team to be worried about. They're the team that's got to come back and win a game next week. Show that their fans that they got something. You're right. Kareem Hunt has just not been the same after his great start. Um, maybe teams are starting to realize his speed and how to contain him. Um, but they're not blocking for him either. And Alex Smith, who got off to this all-pro, all-world start, MVP well, that was caliber. that was a lot because of Kareem Hunt. And since Kareem Hunt's numbers have gone down, Alex Smith has looked very much like Alex Smith. I agree with you to an extent. Um, I just think yesterday I'm going to give the wind uh, him a pass yesterday with the wind. Let me see how he responds next game. I think he's better than that. I don't know the ratio off the top of my head, but I think he only had one pick coming in from, uh, you know, whatever the game it was yesterday was not like him. He's a guy that doesn't turn the ball over that manages the game, uh, you know, smart passes. I'm going to give it uh, him a pass well, for yesterday. This is the Chiefs. They were 5-0 and to start, right? They're 6-4 and four now. So right. They are, something's going on over there. They are not uh, excelling the way they were in the beginning of the year. And yeah, Hunt has not, Shown it, and the balance attack might be hurting Alex Smith right now because they're not—they don't have it right now. We also mentioned Saturday a lot of injuries for Kansas City uh, on the defensive side. Uh, Tom Bali and a few others were missing. So uh, just you know, listen—they're banged up. Eric Berry, uh, week one, got hurt, and this is a team that has showed they—they they really might not be able to hang. If I'm a Chiefs fan, there's no excuse. There is no excuse to let that team in New York. Let them think that they could do anything. They were as low as low after that loss to San Francisco. No Sterling Shepard. Uh, Evan Ingram didn't do much he that struggled game. Too. There was no reason for the Chiefs to lose that game. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm very, very, very concerned. 722 over the top sports radio Monday night madness. Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark with you. Uh, Goon, you lost your uh, charge there, so let's hope that that's okay. Okay, no hockey fights tonight, buddy. Um, breaking down week 11 in the NFL. We'll look ahead to uh, Monday night football, the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks. We'll also do a quick preview for the three Thursday thank you, uh, Thanksgiving games. Uh, we're going to also talk um, some NBA as well. And, of course, Mike's rant all to come your way before 8 o'clock on Over the Top Sports Radio. Um, Mitch Trubisky had his chance. He did. They put up 24 points, but the Bears couldn't get the job done at home. Uh, the Lions, in a, they were minus three. They won by three, a game that Vegas saw going exactly that way. Um, and that's how it worked out. The Lions, Marvin Jones had the big game for him, though, at wide receiver, not Golden Tate. Um, six and four now, keeping their playoff hopes in the NFC alive. Yeah, listen, Vinny, your boy's impressed me. He has. He really has shown me something. He's not. He Maybe they were right to move up and, and get a player. So, you know, credit to them. Uh, we mentioned Jordan Howard's going to have a big day. He did 15 carries, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Dontrell Inman uh, is becoming interesting. If you had desperation, flex play, he had three catches, 43 yards. Just uh, another guy that might give you that 10 points every week. But uh, some interesting <laughs> pieces on this Bear team. I think they're maybe a season away from actually, you know, kind of competing for a playoff spot. Yeah, the Bears actually, they messed themselves up in the second quarter. They had a fumble recovery that was taken for a touchdown, and they ended up uh, scoring the Bears 21-7 in the second quarter. In the second half, it was all defense on both teams. It got a little sloppy. But Mr. Trubisky, he's growing. He can only get better and better. He's a young kid. He's looked impressive. And like I said, this is kind of going to be a dangerous game. A lot of people were very confident the Lions going in there and winning and definitely covering that three. It was made at three for a reason, the final score, within three points. The Bears, competitive loss again. They've been pretty competitive all year. Hats off to the Tar Heel, Mitchell Trubisky. And Matt Prater's been good all year. He mm-hmm. was good. Um, and a Giants game we went to, hitting that big field goal before halftime. Um, that kind of turned the game around. And yesterday was a 52-yard field goal in the last two minutes to win the game for the Lions. So, of course, they only have a couple days to rest, too, as they start to host – or they get set to host Thanksgiving uh, game against uh, – I think it's Minnesota. A huge yeah, divisional huge showdown, uh, which we'll break down in just a few minutes and over the top sports radio. But one game – um, that I had way wrong. Um, it was my number five confidence pick. It was Green Bay at home, getting two points. The Ravens with the shutout of Brett Hundley. This team misses Aaron Rodgers so much. 
I'm not saying this in a, in a literal sense, but almost so much that he should get MVP votes. He's shown you how he's more valuable to his team than maybe anybody in the league because they suck without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I bought in. I, I picked the Packers also. I'm not going to lie. Um, just Jordy Nelson's unusable right now. I, what did he have yesterday? Jordy Nelson, two catches, 24 yards. No one has suffered more than Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Williams, decent day if you started him. I mean, there was just not enough offense to go around for the Packers. The, the Ravens might be the most unpredictable team in the NFL. One week they show up, one week they don't show up. Yesterday they happened to show up. Uh, three interceptions from Hundley. I think he even fumbled one, too, if I'm not mistaken. They had five turnovers. He did. Packers, he fumbled so. the ball. Uh, Mays, the running back, he fumbled twice, uh, lost one of them. Geronimo, he fumbled once, but they got it back. Just a real sloppy game for the Packers. And nobody has anything nice to say about the Ravens. Guess what? They're in the playoffs right now at 5-5. Five and five. They are the sixth seed. Uh, that, that was the first shutout <laughs> in Green Bay since 2006 at Lambeau Field, uh, shows you what great quarterbacks they had over there. And that's a long time, 2006. The Packers, they're nothing without Rodgers. I told you, this team is not good. They're just blessed with a very, very talented and gifted quarterback. And without him, this team is absolutely nothing. They're nothing. They're 5-5 five and five now. They've fallen a game behind, uh, a game and a half now behind Seattle. If Seattle loses tonight, they'll be a game behind. Uh, it'll be Detroit and Seattle at the bottom of that NFC wildcard picture. Uh, Atlanta right there at 5-4 and four too, but they're not making that run, and it sucks for them because they could have had Aaron Rodgers back for the last couple of games this year if they got close, but Brett Hundley's showing nothing unless you're a Devontae Adams owner. He finds a way to get Adams the ball. Yep. He had 120 yards again this year or this week uh, or something like that. I think eight catches for 126, was it, Mike? Uh, you got the stats up right there. Um, yeah, he had eight, 126. 126. So another big game for Devontae Adams, getting the job the done. I want to point out about is just the difference between crybabies. Jordy Nelson lost his quarterback. He doesn't say one thing. T.Y. Hilton loses Andrew Luck. This guy is complaining every <laughs> single week he doesn't get a touchdown. He is calling out his team. He said, why do I even have to be here? T.Y. Hilton not being a team player. Jordy Nelson, straight professional. So the Ravens at 5-5 five and five now. They have the tiebreaker is the last AFC playoff spot. And they have it over the Buffalo Bills. And in. we talked about the Buffalo Bills Saturday morning. And I got a little heated. And I even got more heated yesterday at work when I was with a Bills fan that was sticking up for Peterman being the starter. Not what two, are you guys doing? You're just throwing your season away. They threw five interceptions in the first half. I'm not right about everything. And I don't need to humble brag when I'm right. But five interceptions in the first half, he gave them no chance to win the game. You should almost be fired because of that, McDermott. He might start again this Sunday. And then McDermott, that's what I'm going at. McDermott comes out today and gives four or five reasons why it wasn't Peterman's yeah. fault. Yep. And He's five, a fifth-round pick in the playoff race. The five five what are you doing? Can thank that coaching decision. The Nathan Peterman experiment certainly failed. Five interceptions. They immediately put Tyrod Taylor back in the game. What a terrible, terrible move. This is a fifth-round quarterback. You got to see what you got in him. Like I said, the Bills going that game was a sixth seed. Why they threw out their season then, who the hell knows. Just an interesting coaching decision. Clearly didn't pay off. And Tyrod Taylor, that offense just looked better with him. It really did. They had momentum. They started putting some points up on the board. Uh, I don't understand that if you don't go back to Tyrod Taylor, I don't know how you can keep his job. The fans should be outraged. The players should be outraged. Richard Sherman, who usually keeps his mouth shut, he was outraged uh, on Twitter yesterday. Just unbelievable. Uh, Real quick, I just want to touch on uh, the Ravens-Packers. Danny Woodhead, everybody thought he was going to be the savior. Seven points in PPR. There's just too many guys there with Collins, Buck Allen, and they're afraid of running Woodhead into the ground. I'd be nervous if I was his owner. Uh, how about the Bills' defense? Okay, it started with that Jets game on Thursday night football when the Bills were 5-2. and two. They lowly Jets hosting them. They gave 34 points to the Jets, 47 points to the Saints, and 54 points to Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, who didn't even try in the second half. Telling they did nothing. They had a 27-point second quarter, the Chargers. Keenan Allen looked like the best player in football <laughs> yesterday. He might have had the biggest PPR game for all wide receivers. 12, 159, and You're two. sitting there, and you're changing quarterbacks, and you're giving up 45 points a game. How about the defense step up and do something? It's a terrible job. By This team was 5-2. and two. This is the most tortured fan base. No wonder they're jumping through flaming tables and doing all the other stuff that they do. this Mills, Bills Mafia does. It's insane. 54 points to the Chargers, who didn't even try to score a point in the second half. Yeah, I mean, regardless of who the quarterback was, I mean, the five picks is definitely what put up these points. The, the defense has been terrible the last couple of weeks. And um, Chargers defense was a very underrated daily fantasy and fantasy start for everybody. So that probably won them weeks single-handedly. A lot of big-time defense performances from a lot of teams this week. Chargers were the biggest one for sure. You know who the Bills play this week? 
I was just looking that up because I want to see whose <laughs> defense Kansas to pick City up. Chiefs. <laughs> it's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Chiefs who need the help. That and an arrowhead, nice little revenge. It's an arrowhead, yeah, it I is. think. And if the Chiefs, um, Chiefs defense is available and Peterman's starting, oh my God, you got to pick him up right now. If you have in one of those leagues with budgets. Real quick, I know we're not on it, but Seahawks running back rolls inactive, healthy stretch tonight. Give a fantasy bench him. Why you have a Seahawks? Oh, Eddie Lacy. It's fine. Eddie Lacy's back. If for some reason you own a Seahawks running back, Rawls is not playing. And if you're starting him in this week, well, now you got to pick up somebody else. But um, I do like McKissick. I'll say that because Eddie Lacy's not catching the ball. If you really needed somebody and you had him, drop Rawls. McKissick might be out there. I would pick him up and start him. I expect a big night from Wilson. We'll get into that game later. Yeah, I hope not. Um. Anyway, uh, so that, that that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and go crazy on the Bills again. My thoughts, I think, are shared by a lot of Bills fans. I know they're shared by you guys. Um, just a terrible job by them. Um, they lost. They're still tied for a playoff spot. There's still a way to save the season, but you're not doing it if you're going to sit out there and not let um, Tyrod Taylor be your quarterback. So, Bills get the loss. And that move certainly illustrates that we ain't taking Tyrod Taylor back. He is not going to be a Bills. <laughs> By the way, the Chargers now just one game out of a playoff spot in the AFC up to four and six. Those missed kicks by Hung Sin Koo, whatever his name was, you know at the beginning old. of the year. What's that? Young Young O Koo that missed those two kicks and they cost them those first two games. Yeah, it hurt them. Um, that's the difference between them being a playoff team and on the outside looking in and right guess now. guess who the Chargers got this week? I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> well, they should There's win that game because the Cowboys suck right now. Yeah, and guess what? It's a pick. Uh, it, it is. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, 731 over the top sports radio, live on Facebook, live. Um, Block Talk Radio, 646-716-5403. Also on Twitter at Over the Top Sport. Um, another game to break down. This was the difference in my fantasy matchup, I'm probably going to lose because I faced the guy that had the Jaguars defense who put up 35 points in my league. They had a sack fumble recovery for a touchdown very late in a game that was close. And that made a lot America very happy because that completely threw the, the late cover for the, if you had yeah. the Jaguars. The Browns were in this game uh, pretty much the whole game. Corey Coleman came back six for uh, 80 Duke Johnson, who I've been preaching about all year four fifty six and a touchdown. They actually look pretty good, the Browns. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Um, it's just they, it's the Browns. They find a way to lose the game, and that's what they did. That's what they did. It was, they were outscored 9 nothing in the fourth quarter. Duke Johnson did make a beautiful catch, Mike. Uh, it was a sloppy game. It was there, if there was a time to be, beat a hot-weather team, it was definitely coming to Cleveland yeah. in the snow and sleet that it was. And Jacksonville didn't put up their down in performance like they had been all season long. Not a lot of big numbers in this game. But bottom line, like you said, Cleveland always finds a way to lose. They ain't winning the game this year, Mike. But you know what? The Jaguars, Jaguars used to be know. the team I, that I always found a way to lose. This week, guys. I, let me look. I, think it, I think it's the Bengals. It could be this week they get on the board. I don't know. The Jaguars are the team that always found a way to lose, too. Um, but they go in there. They get the ugly win. It's the kind of football that they're going to have to play. Browns, Bengals, and Cincy, guys. Browns, Bengals, and Cincy. That's, uh, listen, Cincy had a decent win yesterday. Um, we got to move. Cincinnati, nine and a half point favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Might like the Browns that game to cover at least. Listen, not you know what? I'm going to like uh, Andy Dalton, who had another big game yesterday. I'm going to like him on the Daily Fantasy. When he plays a bad defense, Andy Dalton's been great. We'll talk about that in our preview show on Saturday, though. Uh, moving forward with yesterday's action, uh, the Houston Texans in a game that had a lot more points than I thought would have with Blaine Gabbert and Tom Savage playing quarterback. Five passing touchdowns between the two of them. Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins found a way to have a good fantasy day. Uh, Foreman, two touchdowns for Houston, but then bad news for him after the game, Mike. Yeah, uh, what did they say? It was his Achilles? I think he tore Achilles. Like, yeah, at first they thought it was ACL. Ended up tearing his Achilles. Just a, a tough blow for a team that's been just decimated with injuries. Really tough. Um, listen, Tom Savage looked okay. Blaine Gabbert looked even better, though. And just imagine if Larry Fitzgerald had a, a good quarterback for all these years. He makes all these crappy quarterbacks look all right. Larry Fitzgerald is always going to be fantasy relevant no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, these two teams are going nowhere, especially due to the injuries that both teams suffer. They both have their quarterbacks out and a major star on the side, David Johnson, J.J. Watt. So these teams could have had potential, uh, you know, playoff expectations. We'll see. Uh, Arizona losing David Johnson was humongous. Therefore, in six, this loss to the Houston definitely takes them out of playoff contention because the way the NFC is going, they would have to win out to get into the playoffs. But um, interesting game, especially considering the two quarterbacks playing. There's no way I would have thought this game would have hit the over. 
And that's pretty much all I take out of it. Other than that, there's, there's a wash of just two teams that are not making the playoffs. And AP so, did nothing. They're giving AP nothing. every chance in the world to do he something. He did He nothing. gets so many touches and I does know. nothing with them every guru. week. He told you sell high on that monster game he had. He and sucks. I he did so. Yeah, two monster games so far this year. He's getting all the touches. He yeah, can't he do is. anything with it. And, and you said, got rid of Ellington. I was going to say, you he said Ellington got cut. He's going to get even more touches going forward. But he just hasn't been playing well. He's not it's not all his fault. There's nowhere to run. Gabbert's going to start again, as he should. He put up three touchdowns the other day. There's nobody else to go with in that team. Uh, two teams with four wins going nowhere, Cardinals and Texans. Um, poor Houston. They've just had so many injuries. You feel bad for them. But as a Giants fan, uh, we know how that feels and what that means. And bragging rights, Bruce Ellington, 12 points PPR. 12 points PPR. If you weren't following on Twitter today for that brag, you get another brag. About Bruce Ellington. Um, a couple of people picked Bruce Ellington in my fantasy survivor league. Good job by them. I paid no attention to them. Maybe they were listeners to the show, Mike. And if they were, then props to you because they all survived. Um, we were talking about this game off air before we came on air, the Dolphins and the Buccaneers. Um, a big game for fantasy stats for the three of the, uh, for a bunch of these players. Uh, it's the Bucks that come away with the win. Uh, the big touchdown when they were, when they were trying the, uh, that last play of the game, they're trying to pull off like a miracle. Uh, hit the over. Yeah, the Music City miracle. Instead, it hits the over because they fumble in the end zone. The Buccaneers fall on it, turning a 23-20 game to a 30-20 win. Um, Cutler, another injury after throwing a bunch of picks. I'm sure that they were happy to put in Matt Moore. I mean, you have uh, to and start Kenny Stills, now, no? So uh, you got to start Matt Moore now. What's yeah. the point at this point? I mean, they're 4-6. They're a game out of the playoffs in the AFC, and they're going nowhere. Uh, this was a game that wasn't even supposed to be played right now. It was supposed to be played in week one. Uh, you could tell both these teams look tired. They don't look very good. It was a sloppy game. But in the end, the Buccaneers, who started off so bad, are now up to four and six. Not not a terrible spot to be in when Ryan Fitzpatrick won them a couple games in a row now. Yeah, Fitz, he's done a nice job. You could say he's been better than Winston. Uh, I think the stats will even back that up. One more game. Right. Uh, somebody I'm, you know, down on, Doug Martin, nine carry, uh, 19 carries, 38 yards. He has just shown me nothing. I think he's gone next year. I think that he needs a different scenery. I think they need a different running back. And, uh, again, Fitzpatrick, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers. He really showed me something yesterday. Yeah, he targeted Mike Evans 10 times. He yeah. only reached him five times for 92 yards. I'm with you on the Doug Martin thing. I started him in my daily lineups. He had 19 carries. They gave him all the opportunity in the world to get some production. Nothing. Nothing to show for it. 38 yards. Doug Martin's done with this team, too. And the rest of the year, I would not even give this guy another shot in my starting lineups anymore. But you know what? Who I would start is starting these running backs from the uh, – these receivers from the Dolphins have been very good. Landry did it again, 95 yards and a touchdown. We talked about Kenny Stills. Uh, we had a, a, a listener ask us a question last week. He went seven for 180 in a touchdown, a huge game for him. Um, and Devontae Parker had a sm- small game, but you know what? Any week it could be him that goes seven for 180. So the receivers are there for them. They're just uh, they're turning the ball over too much. They can't run the ball well, and they can't stop a nosebleed right now on defense. Uh, both these teams, though, in Florida, not too much to talk about. It's the Jaguars that are the kings of Florida in the NFL. Um, and then one more game that we haven't got. Oh, not, there's a couple more, but uh, we talked about the Bengals before. They get the job done in Denver. Denver is just a poor team. Um, what I took out of it was the C.J. Anderson interview after yeah, the game. I don't yeah. know which one of you guys posted it or saw it, Horrible. but he was—he had tears in his eyes. He was crying, taking the loss, uh, the blame for the loss after a big fumble that led to an A.J. Green touchdown. Um, it's on our Twitter at Over the Top Sport. If you have not been able to see it or if you're watching on Facebook or listening on Blog Talk, go over there, take a look at it. You don't see that a lot out of That's NFL players. Pride, it shows man. how much he cares yep. about winning about playing for his teammates and not want to let his teammates and his fans down. I agree with you. A couple of things I took away from it. They fired Mike McCoy today, uh, the offensive coordinator. Why, when you have Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris, why is Roby covering A.J. Green? A.J. Green destroyed him for a pass interference, called him a touchdown. I don't understand that uh, at all. And Brock Osweiler looked horrendous, just overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders. And Emmanuel Sanders, times. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders just kept putting his head down and shaking it. I think he was trying not to say anything. Just absolutely horrible. He sucks. Brock Osweiler was traded uh, to the Browns for a reason. Uh, 23 to 42, 254 yards. He can get this job done for the team. Tough uh, home loss to Denver, which I really thought they could have snapped their losing streak against Cincinnati because Cincinnati is also a very inconsistent team. Um, that's just bottom line, the, the Broncos, who would have thought they'd be this bad? I know you had them in last place, Rob, but – you can't see it. You saw it being this bad, especially their defense. Yeah, I, I thought Rob. their defense was going to be bad, but you know what? You said he got traded to the Browns for a reason. That's cool. Not killing you for this, but how about this? He was 
cut by the Browns for a reason. You're cut by the freaking Browns? How can you ever start ever again? That's true. That's Shame, but guess what? He's laughing at all of us because he has more money than most people that you'll ever meet oh, yeah. in the rest I of your life. He didn't lose nothing to at all and because I, of the money. And I'm an Osweiler guy because he went to ASU, so I always rooted for him, but I can't even say anything good about this guy right now. He's just not cut out for the NFL, and uh, he's going to be completely fine financially as long as generations of his family forever. I didn't um, think the Broncos would have a top-five pick right now. I believe they're the fifth overall pick right now in the NFL draft. We could take a look at that. They're three and seven. They have only one more win than the Giants, and the Giants beat them head-to-head. So if they do end up with the same amount of wins, they will pick ahead of the Giants. Just, just saying. Uh, and let's go to Mexico. The GOAT. The GOAT. Tom Hold Brady on. at it again. Derek Carr and the Oakland offense just looked absolutely lost against the New England defense that looked terrible for most of the season. But Tom Brady, 30 of 37, 339 yards, three touchdowns, ho-hum. He's 40, 50, 60 years old right now. He leads the league in passing, and uh, this guy's not going away. Brandon Cooks with the big game um, for New England. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can spend all the time you want talking about the offense, but let's talk about the defense. They, at the beginning of the year, they were the worst-ranked defense going into yesterday. They were still the worst-ranked defense because of how bad they were. And now they're limiting teams to under 15 points, I think in four straight games, if I'm not mistaken. They figured it out, and they're just playing for the playoffs. They know they're going to see most likely Pittsburgh there. That's why they went out and got Gilmore. They wanted a big corner, uh, you know, to pair up with Butler. They're ready, man. This, this is a well-oiled machine, and yesterday was just another day in the office. Since week five, the Patriots defense have given up 17 points, seven points to the Atlanta Falcons, 13 points to the Chargers, 16 to Denver, and eight to Oakland. Oh, decent offenses besides yep. the, Char- uh, the the Broncos, I mean. Um, Tom Brady is the GOAT, plain and simple. He was dropping dimes all over Oakland. I thought Oakland's offense might have been able to come out, but the Patriots defense has snapped back into it, and that's really scary for the rest of the league because you know exactly where this Patriot team is going to be in February. Uh, Tom Brady is going to win the MVP. Screw all you Carson Wentz lovers over there. This guy's not going to get it. The GOAT, even at 40, is going to outperform everybody because Tom Brady's winning the MVP. Mark my words. Um, And that just shows how great Bill Belichick is. He could take that terrible defense and in season, without really the use of a bye week or anything or making a big trade or a big pickup, turn that defense around have them playing like championship contenders again. They're the team to beat in the AFC. They're always going to be the team to beat in the AFC as long as Tom Brady's upright and behind that offensive line. So big win for them. Uh, Another loss for Oakland, a team that has just been as disappointing as anybody in the NFL this year. That's the Giants included. They had Super Bowl aspirations. They don't have the injuries that the Giants had. They don't have the excuses. They don't have McAdoo as their coach. They don't have any excuses. They've been very, very, very disappointing. And their their fans, who are losing them to Vegas soon, thought they could have had this big year, and they're left here with nothing. Uh, that team is going absolutely nowhere. They showed absolutely nothing last night in Azteca Stadium in Mexico. Uh, but 742, over-the-top sports. Real quick, guys. Um, I know Mike looks like he's going to get one more point, so what's that? Marshawn Lynch <laughs> wants to stand for the Mexican National Anthem and not the American National Anthem. Yet he's making all his money here and eating all his Skittles here. If you have that big of a problem, Marshawn, you should go live there. And drink a lot of water over there. Let me tell you something. The Montezuma's water Mexico, revenge? It's the worst. <laughs> if anyone going to Mexico or anyone in Cancun, never drink the water. I'm warning you. You will oh, be sick for weeks. Been there, done that. I got Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> I had ice in the airport. <laughs> so Marshawn, let's go over there and chug a couple gallons of water over there. Uh, real quick, uh, Monday Night Football, we touched on it a few different times tonight without giving any predictions or any insight. Um, Falcons, they are in Seattle, Atlanta. One and a half point favorites because of a really beat up secondary for the Seahawks. How do you guys see this guy uh, game going? Uh, I'm not betting it. I think it's too tough to bet, but uh, I like the Atlanta tonight. I think Atlanta gets the job done. I know what Vinny's going to say. Seattle at home. <laughs> Seattle at home is uh, I don't home care team underdogs on prime time, right? Yeah. Uh, line shifted. Seattle was giving as much as three early in the week. People were liking the Falcons at the points here. Uh, they had a big win against Dallas. Uh, I don't think they're going to go back here in Seattle and win. I like Seattle to get it done tonight. I know Seattle's depleted and they can't run the ball, but I think Russell Wilson's going to have a huge night and Seattle will get the job done. And I, I think Seattle will get the job done. I really only care about this game for fantasy reasons. I have a lot of different fantasy things going on in multiple leagues, including my fantasy survival and on league. On fantasy note, I hope Jimmy Grant keeps finding the end zone. Yeah, about well, I'm, on, I'm on the other side of that. I need Atlanta's defense to come up big. I need Tevin Coleman to come up big uh, for different leagues. I think Coleman reasons. has a nice day. 
a nice. Guy. I just need seven points out of him to survive in my survivor league. That's all I really care about. And if he can't do that without uh, Devontae Freeman, then it's it's my fault. It's my fault for taking him. But um, anyway, I also think that the Seattle Seahawks will find a way to win. I just like the team, the home teams uh, on Monday night giving points. Um, it's burned me before, but it's, it's also worked for me before. And I just know that they're good. Atlanta still has a lot to show. They have to still show me that they are back. They haven't really done that yet. They've had a couple of good games uh, recently, especially against the Cowboys last week. But that was at home. This is a team playing outdoors. Cold weather. We'll see how that works What's out. What's the Falcons schedule? It's got to be pretty brutal. Yeah, I can take a look for you. I, was looking, uh, I know they have New Orleans twice. The last twice. couple weeks have been a tough stretch for them. They still play New Orleans two more times. Let's yeah. take a look at it right now and get that for you. That's big right there. They probably got to play in Carolina one more time. And that, that's those are three tough games. It's just one easy game in there, though. Uh, uh, it starts uh, next week. They play the Buccaneers at home. There it is. They have the Vikings at home and the Saints at home. So three straight home games after tonight. Uh, then they go to Tampa Bay. They play the Saints on the road, and they're home for the Panthers. So it's basically a division-heavy schedule for them. Uh, still haven't played the Bucks or the Saints yet. So four games against those two teams um, going forward in the last few weeks of the season. Um, not really bad if you have Matt Ryan in that passing offense, by the way, against the Bucks if you're trying to get in the playoffs. Oh, Julio's going to eat that defense. As good as the Twice. Saints have been, that yeah. NFC South is such a great division. They, yep. they can't wrap that up anytime soon, especially Carolina. Greg Olson's coming back. Enough. Exactly. They're getting Olson back. Who knows if they can sneak up on them. I don't know how many times Carolina's going to play New Orleans again, but that's a tough division. If Atlanta can get a win here, they got to, you know, they're playing, playing with their backs against the wall already. That rough start in that division is not easy to come back from. All right, 746 Over the Top Sports Radio. I'm going to take a really quick break. We're going to come back and get to Mike's rant. We don't have a lot of time, but i got to get my computer back up and running. Uh, give me a quick break, Goon. Mike's rant, uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, preview coming up, and some NBA stuff from the guys, too. So we'll be right back Over the Top Sports Radio and on Facebook Live. Welcome you to the following presentation of the National Football League. Case Keenum. 
even though you're head. Yeah, where's the love? He loves uh, Teddy Two Gloves too much over there. Keenum has made the case, proved it over and over again. So Keenum getting the job done. Let's get into some NBA action here. Uh, the Knicks are live right now. They're down, uh, three, three points, points for the Clippers. The, first, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I thought was going to be a trap game tonight, is not looking that way right now. It's 50 <laughs> to 30. Uh, LeBron always had some difficulty in the Palace for some reason. Detroit, I was very surprised. The line, it was only two and a half. It looked way too good. I thought everybody, Vegas was really baiting you into taking the King and the Cavs. But it's 50 30, all Cavaliers right now. Indiana is down uh, three points to Orlando. And the Sixers, who have been very young and impressive, 31 to 25 up on the Jazz. Minnesota, T Bulls, and Charlotte, another good game, 42 38. A lot of tight spreads over here in the NBA tonight. Not too many big lines. The only big lines there are is San Antonio, minus nine against the Hawks, and the Boston Celtics, minus seven in Dallas as they look for their 16th straight win. Vinny, Black Friday is coming up on Friday. A lot of people looking for deals. You got any good bets? Trying to make a little extra money as they go shopping on Friday and make will, NBA bets. I know you texted some before. I will post a Black Friday specials wow. on, on Friday for everybody to get some free money. But there's some big ones, um, big on the hardwood tonight on Over the Top Sports, no less on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, I have a couple bets for you. The uh, only game that I have uh, wrong is a trap, but I, not, I didn't necessarily tell you to bet that. It was just kind of stay away from that. Wizards plus four and a half. I love the North Carolina Tar Heels tonight as a max unit play, minus seven in Stanford. And we also got Duke minus 23. I think they're playing Fordham or some terrible school like that. They'll run away with that. And uh, then I have one more. First half, Syracuse under. That might be over right now. Let's see if I hit that. 39-25. It looks like it's going to be close. 64. 69. We got it. All right. Well, there we go. That's one. one for one of the One for one. one, for one. one. college day, everybody. Four and one. Duke posted it wrong, which kind of bothered me. I wanted to retweet that thing. <laughs> Four and one. Stay tuned to Over the Top Sport. No less on Twitter. A big and, college uh, football Saturday was great. And keep checking it out Saturday because the college picks have been hot and basketball picks are coming as well, guys. And if you want to make some picks, you got a bunch of opportunities to make some money on the NFL on Thursday. Three games Thursday, yeah. watching turkey, um, or eating turkey, watching football. Uh, it starts at 1230 in Detroit with the Vikings and Lions. We touched on this game before, guys. Uh, right now, Minnesota is giving uh, three points on the road to Detroit. Um, Detroit had a lot of trouble winning at their home in these games for a long time. They started to get onto the winning path a few years ago. Um, how do you guys see this game playing out? Love Minnesota. <laughs> Absolutely love Minnesota. Three points is fine. I have no problem with it. Uh, you know, listen, it's a dome game for Case Keenum and then Vikings D. They'll be fast on the turf or whatever. Love the Vikings. The Lions do this game, too, if they want to get into the NFC playoff caliber for contention because the NFC is loaded this year, guys. But I absolutely love Minnesota. I'm going to keep riding. Skull Nation. And I love the over in this game. It's 44.5 right now. The Vikings defense is just different on the road. The Lions can put up points. Case Keenum, we just talked about him in the rant. We talked about him before. He can put up points with Thielen and Diggs and Murray and uh, McKinnon. Uh, 44.5 is a very low over-under. In no elements. The either. Lions are going to be in trouble if they can't run the ball, and they haven't been able to run the ball all season. And also look out for Adam Thielen because he's going to crack a thousand yards. He has 916 yards in the air this year receiving. Oh, uh, but I like the I like the Vikings as well too. Um, I think the Lions right where it should be. Um, this the Lions are going to come out and give their best. They're fighting for everything. Uh, the Vikings a short week on the road is scary, but listen until the Vikings prove me wrong. Um, or prove any of us wrong. I just think that they're the better team. The better team wins here. The Lions, I still remember them losing some big home games last year, especially Week 17 to Green Bay that cost them home field advantage in the playoffs and a bye in the division last year, if you remember. And uh, if, not a bye, but the third seed. If you really team. like the Vikings, the spread might uh, steer you away. The Vikings are uh, two and a half or three, depending where you're looking right now, and I thought they'd be a lot higher than that. But if you like them, Get it in now before that line goes up because the action is going to be on Minnesota. And the Vikings will be ready. They know they have to keep pace with the Saints and the Eagles to get that bye in the NFC. So they're going to be ready. That's game number one. After that, we have Phillip Rivers versus Dak Prescott, the Chargers and the Cowboys. Chargers are four and six. The Cowboys five and five. Uh, it's right now, I see minus one. Did you guys say it was a pick before? So I some places it's a pick-em. Pick uh, so another game there, uh, another game that I think are going to have a lot of points in it. Cowboys. You like the Cowboys bounce back? Yes, sir. I rode the Cowboys back that week. They let me down. So I'm going to go with L.A. So I'm sure the Cowboys will win in that case now. <laughs> I'm going to go with L.A. as well. Um, I don't like the Cowboys. 
unless they get their uh, offensive line healthy. Uh, they ran the ball okay. Alfred Morris was 17 for 91 yesterday. That's not bad, but they're not protecting Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott cannot throw the ball. We went over all the reasons why before. No need to beat a dead horse. I think the Chargers are going to get the job done. I've been on them a lot this year. Uh, they played pretty well, and uh, coming off a 57-point performance yesterday, they better be focused, but I think they can get the job done. And then the nightcap, uh, the Redskins, a little bit surprising to me, are seven-point favorites against the Giants. That's a big spread for the Redskins, so I don't think of that good. I think it's about right. They just came off uh, – they beat the Seahawks, and they came off a disappointing loss. It's a short week. The Giants, they have three wins, Rob. Uh, two. Two wins, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> two wins. They're two, uh, two wins behind the Redskins as well. Seven points seems about right, especially the Redskins can put up points. The Giants cannot. I'll take the Giants. I'll take the Redskins to win, but I'll take the points with the Giants. I just think maybe the defense has clicked. Uh, you know, I'll buy into it. Seven points, I'll take it. I, I promised myself I wouldn't bet the Giants again. I'm not going to let yesterday fool me. I think it's a curious line. I think they're begging you to bet the Giants, honestly. I think that the Redskins get the job done. Uh, short week for the I Giants. Before, I think the money was on the Redskins. They, uh, I think it was minus 115, actually, for them. So Was it? Huh? Uh, I, I think the Redskins get it done. Like I said, until the Giants you know, have a huge – some kind of winning streak that starts blowing me away. I cannot pick the Giants anymore. That's so fair. don't forget we have to get our confidence picks in early Thursday morning if we want to get the action before 1230. So maybe I'll do that Wednesday night for those of you that follow those. Uh, Mike had the big week this week for us uh, in our group. Um, with with uh, Definitely had the most wins. A uh, couple of points available for you tonight still uh, with the Seahawks. Um, so that is it. Week 11 in the books after tonight. Week 12 underway. Three games on Thursday. We will preview the rest of Week 12 on Saturday morning when we join you at 10.30 a.m. on Over the Top Sports Radio, also on Facebook Live as well. And uh, we, quick, we will look back at those three Thanksgiving games as Vinny. well. Baker Mayfield, you know, not going to start now Saturday. He was just fixing his jockstrap. Yeah. I didn't see anything wrong with He's that. going to be my, uh, my final uh, <laughs> take here. Uh, Baker Mayfield is – I think is I'm more on Kansas. Everybody's getting on Baker Mayfield for being disruptive or, uh, you know, obscene gestures and all that. Yeah, when you, uh, you got to adjust your, your strap, you know. Your jockstrap's the wrong way. You can't be running around with it not uh, all settled right. Uh, it's more on Kansas. Not shaking his hand for that because he said go uh, football basketball. You know, probably best looking at one win. That's it. You're not going to shake his hand for that. Kansas football is the biggest joke in the country. And not shaking his hand, really, there was no reason for that. Kansas just getting their names out there doing that. There was no reason for that at all. But Baker shouldn't acknowledge them because, like I just said, they're Kansas football. And we talked about Giancarlo Stanton on Monday night. Now the St. Louis Cardinals are reported to have made a formal offer for Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, They they spend big money. They, They do things the right way. That would be a good place for him to land. I agree with you. Uh, It would be interesting to see who's in it. I've said all along, I think it has to be some sort of pitcher. Um, You know, maybe it's Luke Weaver. I don't know. Luke Weaver at the end of the year looked awesome. They do have a couple arms there. Just it'll be interesting to see with all that money owed what type of prospect they get back. And the Braves um, are going to have some sanctions placed against them by the MLB. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, My team, the Braves, they already got rid of their GM. Their president, uh, John Hart, resigned as well. Um, They had some shady doings with international pool free agents and some stuff like that. They're also promising free agents. If you guys don't know the story, you guys listening don't know the story. They were promising things that they didn't give them. And it really bad. There were agents that were telling the Braves, we will never ever let one of my agents sign with you guys again until you fire your GM. Wow. So some crazy stuff happening. Uh, the MLB is going to come down hard because they don't want any tampering with these international pool free agents. And we saw Otani, um, the Japanese guy might not come over. He's going to wait two more years where he can become a full free agent. That came out. I saw that came out wow. today. Evan Roberts tweeted it. So I think that that's official that he will not be coming to the major leagues. That's I mean, listen, he was supposed to be the, uh, the Chinese Japanese Babe Ruth and he can pitch. He can hit. I, it would have been cool to see him over here. All right. So just a minute left. Uh, don't forget guys. We will be live on Saturday morning at 1030 um, next Monday again for our Monday night, man. That's at seven o'clock as well. If it's okay with the guys, once again, I got a uh, commitment afterwards. I got to get out of here. But uh, final take time, uh, we'll start with you, Vinny. All right. Baker Mayfield is going to be my final thought here. But I'm just going to tell you guys, it's going to be a big week of betting for me. I'm going to throw out bets all week because there's a lot going on. Even on Thanksgiving outside of football, you got the Maui Invitationals and all these little tournaments in college basketball. College hoops is heating up. There's a lot of good studs out there. And even college football you got going on on Friday. Afternoon games, including three ranked teams, Miami, TCU, and UCF. So check out the Twitter account for some uh, over-the-top sport in OS for some big-time bets, and let's win some money this week. My little guy turns two tomorrow, so happy birthday. Happy birthday happy to birthday. Mikey. Happy and birthday, Mikey. 
don't forget, uh, make sure you follow his picks. He's been killing it with the college game. So uh, follow those on Twitter if you don't already follow us. Uh, my final take, can the Islanders get a goalie? Can you get the puck, keep the puck out of your net? Every time you have a big win, you follow up with a stinker like yesterday against Carolina. They yeah, beat Tampa bro. Bay. Saturday night, they come out last night. Their defense was terrible, outshot 16-6 in the first period. If you show up to every game, the Islanders are good enough to be one of the best teams in hockey. Good night from me. Good night from us. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. Check out our website at www.overthetopsportshow.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at OverTheTopSport, no S, and on Instagram at OverTheTopSportsShow.